when its branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is not. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Remember years ago when I was just a teenager in the service on the Enterprise. I'd been saved for a while. Our ship had been damaged any number of times, and they always took us into port someplace overseas in Honolulu, repaired the damage, sent us back out again. Well, we were in for repairs again. And while we were in port, they would show a, a movie to the crew. I wasn't there at the movie. But I'll tell you, I was there the next day when the captain called quarters for muster on the hangar deck. It was Navy regulation that when the captain came to the movie, every sailor stood up to attention until the captain sat down. Well, while we were in that in port that time, and the movie started that night, or they were going to show the movie, the captain came in, no one stood up. It was verging on mutiny. But the next day, the captain called quarters for muster. Everybody, everybody, up on the hangar deck and fall in. At attention. I don't remember he had a little bit of advice that I've never forgotten. He let us know that, of course, he knew we wanted to go back home. Been overseas for almost two years. That's a long time. Why, we knew the old Saratoga had been back a couple of times. We knew all the other carriers had been back at least once, and we'd been damaged over and over again, and we weren't going back to the States. Captain says, I know all of that. He says, I want to tell you something, men. He said, when this ship left the United States almost two years ago, he said, I knew when it was scheduled to go back home again. I've known that. But he said, I'll tell you, that time hasn't come yet. And we're not going back until that time comes. And he didn't tell us when that time was. He just says, I knew when we were going to go back, scheduled to go back. Wish he'd have told us. But he said, I'll tell you what we are going to do. He said, I've just volunteered this carrier to be the first all-night fighter group. And I've just volunteered 
for us to go right back over there into the heat of the battle. And then when the time comes to go home, because we'll go home. I, I know that time. It wasn't a one of us that did. Well, I just read the Scripture here. It says, Of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. God has a secret. He hasn't called in Gabriel. He hasn't called Michael over to talk it over with him and tell those angels up there when that day is coming, what day and hour it's going to be. He hasn't divulged that secret even to the angels of heaven. And of course, if the angels don't know it, there isn't a man that knows the day nor the hour. But oh, God knows. God knows. And He's keeping it a very closely guarded secret as far as the day and the hour of His coming is concerned. But He has given us signs. He has given us plenty of warning along the way. And we're aware of the fact that we're living in the last day. We're living in the latter rain. We're living in those days when we need to be aware of the fact that our Lord is coming back again. Why, it's a message that you hear heralded over and over again because we see the signs of the time. That big tree, why those tender branches have been shooting out leaves. The signs have been popping out all over down through these last few years especially, why there's a new sign here and there's a new sign over there. Why we can see that, that we're living in those days that the Lord is coming back again. Why the secret is going to be out one of these days. And we don't believe it's going to be long. That secret that's locked up in the bosom of God Himself. He looks over into this whole world and He's waiting. I don't know what He's waiting for. But as God looks down in this world, He's waiting for something. Maybe it's for a soul over here. And maybe it's a soul over there. Maybe it's for somebody to preach the gospel in a little place over in Korea that hasn't heard the gospel yet. Maybe it's for a little place over in some far part of the world that we don't know anything about. But we feel like we're living right on the verge of the Lord's coming. We can see as the Lord tells us of those signs that have been fulfilled. Why, He said it's going to be just like it was back there in the days of Noah. They were eating and drinking and marrying and they were giving and married. Why, life is going to be rocking along just like it always had been. Why, what is going to happen to let you know that the Lord is going to come? What is it? Do you think that the day before the Lord comes there's going to be some kind of a miracle uh, take place as some kind of a wonder and some kind of a sign that's going to show you in particular that you better get ready. You've heard it long enough. You've put it off long enough. And in that great miracle, you're going to be stirred enough that you're going to get ready. I don't believe so. I believe it's the Word of God that those ministers keep preaching on here and there. Your pastor has preached on it by the evangelists that have come through your place. Why, they've preached on it. You've heard it over and over again. The Lord's coming. The rapture of the church is at hand. Why, there's an urgency 
to the gospel. You say, well, there's plenty of time, and I've heard it, and I've heard it. And it's not going to be yet. Well, the Lord says, yes, that's just when it's going to happen. It's going to happen in an hour that you think not. That indicates that those that know about it, those that have heard it, those that have heard it over and over again, and maybe heard it since they were just little children, heard about the Lord's coming. Why, the Lord says, yes, in an hour that you think not. In other words, those people that heard it and knew about it and are saying, oh, no, it's, it's not now. No, it's not now. It's not, not quite yet. Yes, I can see that we're getting towards that time. But down in their own heart, they're saying, oh, it's not yet. I believe there's going to be people standing on this old earth when the Lord comes saying, oh, not yet. Yes, and the day after it happens, there's going to be cries going up all over the world. Cries of those that have heard it. Oh, not yet. Oh, but yes. Yes, it's happened. Why, you've seen the signs take place here and there. Why, like it was there in the days of Noah, the world just going on like it always had been, getting invited to a marriage, a friend getting married, and those people having their feast. Yes, and everything just going on like it was, but oh, in a time just like that, it's going to take place. God is going to say, come on, angels, the secret's out. Let the old trumpet blow. I wonder what the sound of that old trumpet is going to be like. I want to have my old ear tuned. I want to have my heart right. I want to be able to hear the sound of that old trumpet when it's blown up there. I believe the sound of that is going to catch you in the bosom of every saint of God. They're going to know what it is. Some of you might not know what reveille sounds like. And some of you might not know what taps sound like, but I believe that every saint of God is going to recognize the old trumpet sound when it goes out. Why, there's going to be a, a witness there, the Spirit of God within our souls. Why, He's in tune with what's going on up there. He knows that old trumpet call. And when it goes out, people just going about their business, down to the old job during the day, but listen, uh, when the saints of God are lifted up out of this old world, I believe this world is going to be shaken. Why, of course, there's going to be some that are left behind. There's going to be some that have just not made the preparation. There's going to be some that have just put it off and put it off until it's too late. But oh, bless God, those that hear it and respond just like Noah responded when the warning came to him. God spoke to Noah. Gave him a little warning. It tells us over there in the book of Hebrews. It says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. That's yes, by faith. Uh, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, he moved with fear. God spoke to Noah. God gave him some uh, warnings, just like he gives us warnings. God uh, spoke to Noah. He doesn't tell us all that he told Noah. He told him how to build that ark. He told him what that ark ought to be built out of. He told him to put rooms in it. He told him to pitch it on the inside and pitch it on the outside and make it waterproof. 
But I believe God spoke to Noah and told him some things down there that made that man's heart just move with fear. I don't think he told oh, Noah, now look, it's going to get damp around here. It's going to be kind of moist around here. I believe God describes things quite plain to him. When he took Abraham up there and said, Abraham, I'm going to bless your seed. I'm going to bless you and your seed. And he told Abraham, look up there and take a look at the stars and that bright starry night there and count the stars. Well, that made an impression on Abraham. And he told him his, his seed was going to be like, like the sand down there on the seashore. Why, well, I dare say the man of God went down there and picked up a hand a sand somewhere after that and just looked at that handful of sand and wondered how many grains of sand are in that handful. And I wonder how many handfuls are up and down the old beach as he looked at there. God impressed him about how he was going to bless him and what he was going to do. I don't doubt what the Lord impressed Noah too. Because fear moved in that man's heart. I believe God described things to him where he had a pretty good picture of what was going to happen. There's going to be a flood. We need an ark built. I've chosen you to build the ark. What do you mean there's going to be a flood? Well, you see that uh, valley over there? You see all those little ravines over there? You see all those hills over there? Why, there's going to be rivers coming down every one of those little ravines over there. Each one of them is going to have a river. You're going to see clouds around here like you've never seen before. There's going to be thunder rolling from hill to hill like you've never heard before. Why, there's going to be water around this place. Underneath the earth, there's flowing rivers that you don't see. And over there, there's going to be a fountain break forth. And there's going to be another fountain break forth. How deep is it going to get? Well, where's your house at? It's going to go over the top of your roof. See those trees over there? It's going to go up over the top of those trees. See those hills over there? Why, that old water is going to get so deep, it's going to cover up those hills over there. See those mountains over there? Why, the old mountains are going to be covered up with the water that God said. Well, when God got finished describing to Noah what was going to happen, it says he moved with fear. The fear of God just went right through that man's soul and he went out there to get to work. Get the gopher wood ready. Get that material ready. Let's get things going according to the plan of God. And as he worked, and as he labored, and as he built on that old ark, there might have been times that he looked up at those old mountains and thought, it's going to be deep around here. The water's going to rise around here. It says he was a man of faith. When God said it's going to be deep around here, and you need an ark, I believe that man of God believed it was going to be that way. Struck fear down in his soul. And he went about the preparation that the Lord told him to make. Yes, and he went about as a preacher of righteousness. He wasn't so busy building on the old ark that he didn't have anybody, uh, any time to tell people, you better get ready. There's going to be a flood around here. We need a boat. And you better get ready. You better make some preparation. Uh, people might have been stirred with that. People do get stirred, you know, with the gospel. People get real stirred. People get under conviction and they're moved to that point where they know that they ought to get on before God and take care of all of those things that they've been saying in their heart, I'm going to do it someday. But the someday should be today. should be right now. But a lot of people put it off. 
A lot of people put it off. Some people might have made fun of that old man while he was 600 years old when the flood took place. An old man building on that old ark there. A man that moved with fear. A man that moved like, like he had to hurry up and get the job done. Well, I'll tell you, he did have to worry, hurry up and get the job done too. It tells us in 1 Peter, the third chapter, it says God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing. Why, of course he had to be busy and, and get up and get the job done. God was waiting up there for him. What was he waiting for? Why, he was waiting for the last board to go on to that old ark. He was waiting for Noah to climb on the inside of that thing and get the last bucket of pitch smeared on the sides of that old vessel on the inside. And the day came when he got the outside of it all prepared, covered over there with that pitch. And the day came back when he could, uh, the day came when he could stand back and he could look at it and say, Lord, I think it's done. Would you expect it for me, please? Take a look at it. See how it looks. I wonder if he had a little prayer meeting there. Said, Lord, I've done my part. There was still a fear moving down in his soul. He wanted to have everything. He wanted to have it all ready, just like God said to have it ready. And not only that, don't you feel that that man down on his the inside of his soul, why he was making sure that everything was in order. He was making certain that his heart was right in the eyes of God. The fear of God still moving down in his soul. Oh, we need more of the fear of God moving in our soul. Yes, come on into the ark. Come on into the ark. Well, the thing's big enough. That ark, it was no small little boat. That, why, that old ark was big enough. Why, he could go out and invite everybody. Come on into the ark. Only eight people went in. All of that. And all of God's waiting around. All of those years for that, that ark to be built. Why, there was only eight people that went on inside of that old ark. Uh, there was room for everybody that wanted to be there. And you know the door of the gospel is open tonight. And it's open wide enough for everyone that really wants to go on the inside Why you can get on the inside. Why you can be saved tonight. You can be ready for the rapture when it takes place. You know, there's two parts to the rapture. You talk about the rapture, some people think, well, maybe I won't make it. And if I don't, well, then I just won't be up there. Yes, but you'll be down here. That's the problem. Up there, you're going to be down here. You know what that was building up to? Why there, when the flood took place, why that meant the judgment of God was going to be poured out on this whole world. The judgment of God. Why, when that water came down there and flooded down those ravines and and flooded those valleys and covered up those mountaintops, why that flood came? Because it was a judgment of God on a God-forsaken bunch of people. God took an inventory of the people that were there in the world that day. He looked down in their hearts. He looked into their thoughts. Why, the Lord, when He looked it all over and He looked at what people were thinking, why, the thoughts and the intentions of their hearts was only evil continually. Why, their imaginations, why, they weren't towards God, they were towards evil continually. And when Noah went into that ark and those that were with him, some people might not believe that. I believe it. I believe every bit of it. I believe that man of God, when he went into that old ark and his family went in there with him, and those animals that, that went into that old ark, why there was more animals in there than there was people. 
I don't think there'll ever be anybody in the judgment day say, you know, a giraffe took my place, crowded me out. Or an elephant took my place and crowded me out. Oh no, there was a place in there for everybody that was ready to go. Everybody that had listened to the message that God gave. All of those warnings that were given why those that had the same fear that Noah had in his heart, why there was a place in there for them. There wasn't an animal that crowded out any living soul. No, it was just open for those that wanted to go in and made the preparation to go in. And the day came when they, when they went in. And it tells us in the, in Genesis how God shut them in. When they went in that old ark, he didn't have to reach out and grab a hold of the old door that was in the side of that vessel and slam her shut. No, sir. God says, I'll do that for you. Each one of them got in there where they should have been. And God, it says, closed them in. And we take it by that. That means that God reached over there and took that old door and closed her up. And that settled it. Let her rain. Let it rain now. Down there on the side of that old vessel, just listen to the thunder roll. Why? Noah could have said, why? Well, I heard that years ago when God spoke to me. Listen to the rainfall. Why? I heard the rainfall years ago when God told me it was going to happen because he had that kind of faith in his soul. When God said it, he believed it. The cries that might have gone up, people that looked for a little high place to stand on, people that didn't quite believe it and didn't quite get ready and were going to and all of that, why those old waters came down and the waters came up and the flood came down through that old place there. My, it rained and it rained and it rained and the floods that came up out of the deep, why, no doubt this old world has never seen anything like it. Ah, oh, bless God, you know, the water got deep enough. I don't know how long it took. Probably not very long. But the old water got deep enough you could feel the old ship start to move. The old ship start to move. Ah, oh, it's wonderful to be on the inside when the old ship starts to move. Down in there, that man that feared God and that man that moved with the fear of God in his life and that man that worked and served God, he was on the inside of the vessel when the old flood came and lifted that ark up and God took good care of it. Well, you know, it tells us the Lord's coming again. And it's going to be just like that. Just like it was in the days of Noah. People going about their lives and sinning and, and people listening and people letting this crowd God out and letting something else crowd out the gospel. Why, it's going to be the same just like it was then. Except for some here and some there that when the gospel is preached, why, they've got enough faith to believe it's going to be just like that. Enough faith to believe it's going to be like that. Why, the signs going to take a good long teaching or two to cover all the signs that have been fulfilled in this day that we're living in. But we have the signs right before our eyes today. They're there. There is an Israel. There is an Israel. Why, it's a fulfillment of the promises of God. It points to one thing, the last day. And not only that, around these altars of prayer, every time, every time a soul prays and pours their heart out to God, and the Spirit of God comes down and baptizes them with a Holy Ghost and fire, that's another sign of the last day. This is the latter rain, you know. 
the latter rain given in the last days to get the church of, of Christ ready, to get the saints of God ready. The final call is going out the gospel tonight. We'd like to invite you down to a, an altar prayer. We'd like to ask you to give your life to God, not to go off and say, well, tomorrow or, or some other time or, or, or I'm going to have plenty of time. I don't believe you are. I don't believe you are. I feel a fear that stirs down within my own soul that we're living in those days so close that I, we just don't know. We don't know the moment, the day, nor the hour that the Lord is going to come. But one thing is for sure, you don't want to be left behind. Why, that old flood was nothing rocking along back there. That old flood was nothing compared to the judgment of God that's going to move up and down through this old world when the saints of God are taken up. The church of the Lord is lifted up out of this old world and the judgment of God comes flooding down into this old world. you want to be left behind? Do you want to be here after the rapture has taken place? Do you want to come down to this old church and try to pray when the rapture has taken place? Do you want to try? Hey, bless God. Let's give our lives to the Lord. Let's lift our hearts up tonight and pray and, and ask God to come into our lives and, and give the Lord that opportunity that He's been looking for and knocking at your heart for for so long. Let's stand and pray.